2: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
0: Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Hey you guys, Still here. Just before I was about to post this live episode, Variety.com have reported with an exclusive Star Wars Han Solo spin off. Lord and Miller fired after clashing with Kathleen Kennedy exclusive. Phil Lord and Chris Miller's reputation for writing poppy films such as 21 Jump Street and The Lego Movie helped the white-hot directing duo land one of the most coveted gigs in Hollywood, a chance to call the shots on a Star Wars film. But their chance to put their stamp on a galaxy far, far away collapsed on Tuesday with the stunning announcement that the pair would be departing the still-untitled Han Solo spin-off movie in the midst of production. Their exit comes after months of conflict with producer Kathleen Kennedy, others from her Lucasfilm team and co-writer and executive producer Lawrence Kasdan and the two directors hired to infuse the Star Wars universe with a tongue-in-cheek sensibility. Miller and Lord were stunned to find that they were not being granted the freedom to run the production in the manner which they were accustomed to. They balked at Kennedy's tight control on set. A person with knowledge of the production said the chemistry between the directors and Kennedy was never right. It was a culture clash from day one, the source said. She didn't even like the way they folded their socks. Wow. Sock issues. So we just got that in. We did not have that information when we went live, but here we go.
1: Blog Talk Radio.
3: Hey guys, welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And this is an impromptu, sudden live call-in show reacting to the jaw-dropping news which just broke that we have lost Phil Ward and Christopher Miller as our Han Solo Star Wars spin-off directors. We didn't even get a name yet. We've got three weeks left of filming from what the internet tells me, and they are out. And I quote, Unfortunately, our vision and process weren't aligned with our partners on this project. That is from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. I first saw it in a tweet from the Hollywood Reporter, because Hollywood Steel follows anything with Hollywood in the name, and uh, they have got a very, une- maybe the most unexciting page I've ever seen on StarWars.com. It is just the Star Wars logo. Uh, a message from Lucasfilm regarding the untitled Star Wars uh, Han Solo film. Uh, The Untitled Han Solo film will move forward with a directorial change. Uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller Miller are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but it's become clear we have had creative visions or different creative visions on this film and we've decided to part ways. A new director will be announced soon to Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. And then it includes the Phil Lord and Christopher Miller quote. On the line, co-hosting this emergency live call-in show, we have got our previous guest, Emily Lind. How are you doing, Emily?
4: I'm, I'm good. I'm a little bit in shock. I still am trying to wrap my head around this. It's all a little bit insane.
3: It's just
1: like...
3: You have to check the date. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been doing a lot of traveling. I'm not, you know, I can't keep track of time. Is it April 1st? I have no idea. But um, as, as I tweeted, the fans of Star Wars this week were screaming, we want you to get a new director, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm said, okay. And the fans said, wait, wrong film. <laughs> wrong one. Oh, my God. Um, So, we have got a lot of people uh, that are suddenly calling in. But let's go to our good buddy, Jason Ward from MasonStarWars.net. How you doing, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Oh, it is crazy. I imagine your phone is lit AF right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I just... Decided, you know what, I'm going to go out to dinner and not answer any of it, but (laughs) my best friend still called, and I couldn't say no. So,
3: hi. Well,
1: (laughs) well, it, it
3: it is shocking that, um, how long we podcasted last night that we didn't keep going until this
1: broke live. Sorry, you cut out on me.
3: I said after how long the podcast of last night, I'm I'm shocked that this like news didn't come out live while we're still going.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, that that would have been nice. It's it's kind of strange because I you know I don't want to say like anything about the the dumb things that I was hearing, but I I heard like like just like small things about discontentment and uh, like disagreements that that would go on. But you hear that on like any movie. And I didn't want to even touch it on this one because of the Rogue One headaches. And so I'm so <laughs> surprised that it this stuff this stuff didn't sound like it was as major as the Rogue One stuff. So I'm still like kind of I mean maybe I just don't know everything, which is likely. But it's it's such a crazy thing to imagine that it like both directors were just like peace out, we're like like we're gone, uh, we're, we're going our, our own way. And I mean I'm sure I'm sure whatever it is whatever the press release is saying, it sounds a lot better there than it was. You know what I mean? I just, I'm skeptical uh, on, on that side of things. So I'm curious to, to, to see what it is or if it had to do with the inclusion of like CGI characters.
3: Oh, really? Well, yeah, and it, it has to be worse than it is in the press release. Like, I, I, although I would like, the, I would like the argument scripted that way, just like a heated boardroom argument. Just like, unfortunately, our visions and process are not aligned with our partners on this project. And Kathleen Kennedy screams back,
4: "You are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew." I just don't
2: think it works that way.
4: I mean, but think how unhappy you have to be in order for this to happen with three weeks left in filming. I know. Yeah.
3: I know. (laughs) Many of us are in jobs we don't enjoy, and they don't involve Han Solo.
1: (laughs) It it clearly, to me, sounds like it it comes down to something that they didn't want to put their name on. Or they didn't want to get blamed for it, you know, that that sort of uh, ki- kind of kind of scenario. Because that's the only way I could see anybody walking away from from a Star Wars movie, especially like, you know, at around the age those guys are. Like, it's got to be like the reason that they got into filmmaking. Yeah. So to walk away from the uh, dream, and that's got to be a pretty big disagreement, or or, or a pretty big. Uh, uh, the, the vision has to be vastly different than what what they want. There was an article up on Inquisitor a couple of days ago saying that there was trouble, and really? I'm not sure if that article. Yeah, I'm not sure if the article ended up being true or not, or if it was just like good luck. You know what I mean, like bad info, but good luck, or if it was dead on. But it's definitely worth worth revisiting the the Inquisitor article now.
3: Okay, now I I've seen I, I've finally seen a few people. They're trying to say there's nothing to panic about on Twitter. Um, I, I don't see how there's not something to panic about.
1: Yeah, that, that this, this, this is the epitome of a panic situation because you have a movie that is almost done with a directors left. I mean, that is, that, that's pretty much as bad as it gets. I mean, they already had two directors on the movie that were working together. But you know that has to be difficult unto itself, even in the greatest of partnerships, I would think. And uh, to go and then to bring in somebody else—I mean, I guess to Lucasfilm, though, it's just going to be like, yeah. So we got Gareth Edwards, and now we're bringing in Tony Gilroy. Yeah, you know, maybe from their perspective, it's just maybe the maybe the um, tension all arose during the um, you know reshoot process about what that was going to be. And, and maybe they just didn't want to be involved in a Tony Gilroy situation, you know?
3: Yeah. Do you think maybe it's easier for two to pull out because they, they get to sort of discuss it with each other than like one guy doing it? Or am I, I'm just thinking about like my personal relationships and it's easier like to have someone else to bounce it off. Just like, yeah, let's get out of here.
1: Well, like, yeah, when it comes to, like, pressure and stuff like that, I mean, one of the things Paul McCartney always talked about when he, talk, when he spoke about Michael Jackson was pretty much like, yeah, of course he went crazy. Like, we had three other guys to, to talk to, and he was by himself. And uh, so I would I would imagine it's, it is a little bit easier maybe to walk away as, as a team, you know, when somebody else has your back.
4: Well, yeah, it's one thing least, if you're unhappy, but if you are watching, like, your long-term, like, Partner, be unhappy. I think that would spur you on a little bit more.
1: Definitely. Now, Definitely. now Jason. Yeah, and, and the movie better be good too, or it's going to have <laughs> that scrutiny of oh, well, what was the Chris Miller full or cut like? Show me that cut.
3: Yeah, yeah. The um, and and the thing was, you know, we've we, you know, I talk to, you know, people on this show every week, and one of the things of contentment in the land of fandom was that like that these two like you know with the Kazden script they're gonna put out a banger like people seemed very at ease with with the team and wow like I don't know did one of them like pull a (laughs) trank and and couldn't find a bathroom like what is going on?
1: (laughs) I mean, for, for I guess the positive side for us Star Wars fans is that it, they likely shot a lot of great action. And they just won't reshoot that because the guys walked. They'll keep all that stuff. I, I'm going to think it's likely the uh, like endless nest stuff and all that kind of jazz that, that they filmed where the, there can be more quieter moments. I'm thinking that's where the big difference is going to be
3: now you you mentioned briefly before something about CGI characters. Go a little bit yeah. more into um, the speculation around that
1: the, I, I, I don't I'm trying to think of how, how to put it without saying something wrong or too much, but that's um, yeah, there was there was some some stuff about using animated characters and an, an animated character in a certain sequence that it, they didn't want that to happen and that they weren't going to get the money for it. And so they were just going to they were just going to toss it, but it was kind of important, and they wanted oh, wait, to see wait. That, that scene done.
3: Wait, I, I I need you to clarify that they wanted the animated character, but they couldn't get the money for it. Is that the math of that?
1: Sorry, Lucasfilm or Disney or the studio, however you want to put it, wanted them to use an animated, a CGI character for a, for a sequence is is one of the things that I've heard and that they didn't want to do it that way. They wanted to use a real man or a real person or a puppet or something like that, and and that it it, it wasn't going that way in terms of the budget, and it wasn't going that way in terms of of what they were going to have to to, uh, reshoot. But, like I said, I I, I hear bad stuff like that that kind of stuff all the time. Sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not, and sometimes there's more to the story, and I almost never report that stuff because, you know, Star Wars fans, they – they get really, really uh, timid about any kind of bad news. Even when it's not really truly bad news, it just makes them nervous. And uh, so I try not to report that that kind of stuff too much. And I didn't even bother, like I said, I didn't even bother digging into this on this side of it after Rogue One. Because Rogue One was just such a headache with all of the turmoil there. And even just talking about the subject was a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah, no. well,
3: you know, you did, you did get a lot of flack about the uh, the reshoot stories. You know, you, you said it was about six weeks. They said it was three weeks. Do you think that everyone's going to be saying, you lost two directors, and in the publicity material, they're going, no, we only lost one director. It was one.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, pretty much. Now, so
4: they're going do to be you like, think...
1: nah, they like, they were a team. It was one.
4: Do you Sorry. think they already have a director lined up and just aren't announcing it yet, or... Are they in complete like panic mode now?
1: I I don't think it's panic mode because they had already had a press release ready, and mm-hmm. and with with that in I mean you know not that they couldn't get somebody like Dan Brooks or something just to sit down and do it right then I'm sure that could happen but um, usually with the amount of eyes and the, the bureaucracy around that kind of jazz I would imagine that it's been this way for at least a few days, at least, and the um, like I said. I've got to look towards that, that Inquisitor article now, and that was, I think, last week. And so if you want to you know, just get down to what a timeline could look like, I mean, that would probably put it at at, at least two weeks' worth of, of discontentment and figuring out how they were going to leave the picture and stuff. Because I, I, I don't know what it's like to walk away from something with those kind of contracts and stuff. Because, I mean, I, I imagine on one hand they have to get paid for the work that if they did do, but on the other hand, there's probably all kinds of clauses about like if you don't finish the picture and that kind of stuff. So I, I have to imagine it's complicated to walk away and to get to the point where you publicly publicly announce it and as official, I would think. But just a guess on my mm.
3: part. So say say they do have someone lined up. Do you think? What, what's, what's easier to, to say the directors are gone and here's the new director or the directors are gone, give it a week and then here's a the new director? What's what's the karma? Is it is it is it is it easier PR-wise to let people accept the loss of directors before introducing the new one?
1: Probably, but they're also probably so they were they, were, they weren't like they were pretty close to finish with the with the uh, with the with the principal photography. So, on one hand, maybe they're just going to close up shop and then sort of start the, the uh, reshoot process a little bit early to pick up what they, you know, or more extensive reshoots, if you will. Maybe it's just going to be like that in the end. I mean, I mean cause, because we don't actually know what the disagreement was, like, like where did Lucasfilm and uh, the directors, you know, diverge? Like, it could be something so small it It really could be it could be like we don't want this character or this character to a die, or we don't want Darth Vader to come in or or we do want Darth Vader to come in it could just be something as dumb as that and uh or it could simply be that like the um inquisitor rumor that um ran was i think it stated that um the acting was like really really weak, and it was like kind of second to the action and to the comedy and that they wanted a little bit, they wanted them to step it up more and uh, they weren't having it. So that was that rumor. Mm, Okay, so So I found this article. It's going to be, it's going to be like Rogue One, it's going to be Tone probably if the Inquisitor stuff is true.
3: I found the article. Rumors have emerged that the upcoming Han Solo spinoff hasn't quite hit the mark and this is from Inquisitor.com hasn't quite hit the mark during its production with the latest speculation suggesting that the acting isn't, up to par as expected and even the action of the film is a little disappointing because of these issues the Han Solo film is expected to undergo reshoots in the very near future in order to solve them um what do we else we got down here um and,
1: and, and, it, and it, it should be noted that it like I don't know if if they've ever had like a really big scoop that's panned out like yeah. I remember there being stuff like 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 Sabine was in Rogue One and things like that.
3: Okay, well from, from uh, so
1: when I when I saw it, I didn't take it that seriously.
3: Okay, well if you throw enough darts, eventually you'll get it in the center.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially, potentially.
3: <laughs> oh my god, on this article there is a picture from um what is this? What account is this? Uh Star Wars Roman numerals 8 and then the number 8 account Star Wars News and it's uh, Donald Glover and Woody Harrelson like at a table mm-hmm. and they look like they're living that Harrison Ford life <laughs> 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 they are looking get the sunglasses on at night time man they need to get on the Jason Ward sunglass
1: program <laughs> Just do Celebration style.
4: I mean, you hear a lot about, about reshoots. You don't normally hear reshoots because the acting was bad. Like, that seems very unusual. And again, I mean, it's the Inquisitor, so who knows? But, yeah. I mean, that yeah. is not giving me a lot of hope.
3: Yeah, and that's what rebellions are built on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so, so everyone knows. Inquisitor was, stories... Was the Inquisitor story is, you know, not confirmed, but it's, you know, where there's, where there's articles seven days ago, there's press release mm-hmm. today and internet fire. That's what my grandma used to always tell me.
1: Internet fire.
3: <laughs> wow. So um,
1: do you think
3: there's a chance we'll have a Han Solo Christmas or are we locked in?
1: Oh, oh man see that that's where it gets difficult, right? because eight and nine you know are going are going that route right i mean they're, mm-hmm. they're moving to to may right, and then so they're moving so that would mean that they'd have to move it until after episode nine unless they just do it randomly i mean they they did say in the press release that it was still slated to come out on the same you know the the, the same release date, but that doesn't seem likely to me mm. But it depends on how much they have to like 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 redo in Lucasfilm's eyes. What was the issue? I mean, never mind Phil Lord and Chris Miller. What does Lucasfilm think? Because whoever they hire, it's going to be the, it's going to be somebody that they're hiring to do these the specific changes. I would think, unless unless like the whole movie was unusable and it was that awful, which I have I have a hard time believing because those guys seem pretty competent.
5: Yeah,
3: it's um. It's it's shocking. I am shocked. I am chagrined, and <laughs> I wish I wish I had another word that I could add in there. Um, I yeah, Colin
1: um, just like yes. <laughs> I mean, not, not that he wished a bat on him. He's just like yeah. Talk about those guys now. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he's he's put, he's put the slippers on tonight, and he's just kicking back. <laughs>
4: You <laughs> got you got a, a snorking jacket on.
1: You're just killing. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah,
4: I do wonder though, you, I mean, if you're if you're a director who who's somebody who has a strong vision, like like it seemed like these two did. Does that then give you pause for taking on a Star Wars project in the future?
1: God, you know that, that that's like a really good question because I was thinking about that on the way over here, and I was like why do they keep hiring young directors to make the spinoff films if they don't want to let the young directors make their spinoff films? I mean, you know, we lost Trank, and that's because Trank, you know, he had other things going down. But still, I mean, it was a young director. He's gone. Um, Gareth Edwards, he wasn't there for the whole end end of the shoot. Everybody I know who, who worked on the uh, reshoots that didn't even see him. And uh, so he stepped away from that movie, you know, after they, they took over with the uh, reshoots. Now we've lost these two guys. So when you get down to it, it's like really like four young directors that never got to make their movie. They got to make the uh, teams movie, or not, except for Trank. But I mean, so just maybe they shouldn't do that if that's if they're not willing to let them follow through.
3: <sighs> Man, it is crazed. So Jason. Um...
4: Go to quince. slash style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
3: In your opinion, should there be some mild panic?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't see the point in that. I, I think that it. Yeah, I mean things things don't look good, but you got you just gotta hope for the best. And I mean, the the uh, truth is is that yeah, these movies are so heavily peer reviewed, in my opinion, that they're going to be broadly broadly successful almost no matter what you know they're going to kind of hit the marks that it most of the demographics and most people want and so I still think at the end of the end of the day they will end up delivering a Han Solo movie that probably makes everybody generally happy now will it be exceptional that's, that's like the whole question and we still don't know I mean we'll, we'll, we may never know if the work that they did was even acceptable I mean maybe it wasn't Maybe they, you know, because I mean, those guys made, you know, 21 Jump Street, which is like, you know, real world action and stuff like that. And there were, there was a lot of puns and stuff like that, like where you thought the car was going to blow up and then it didn't and that kind of stuff. But maybe their sensibilities just really don't actually work on the full on blockbuster genre, you know, at the end of the day. Mm. But, oh, but yeah, man. I'm, I I hope there's some, some elaboration or. They they talk a little bit, you know, sooner than later, but I would imagine that it, that, that that NDA is probably pretty tight. <laughs> so
3: the um, it's so it's a shame I, that we've this is the second one in a row where we don't get like it's not pure. Yeah, if you know what I mean, you know, like like Rogue One, obviously, you know, it wasn't what. Um, you know Gareth originally had visioned in uh, putting up there and and now this one's again it's not the it's not the pure vision of uh, the filmmakers by any stretch any stretch so there's always going to be that 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 second guessing you know like it was always you know for for original trilogy fans back in the day it was always like oh they should have had the big scene in there and you know these days it's like yeah should have had that 45 minutes in there just to see
1: <laughs> yeah it, it, like like a, like I was saying about young directors maybe that's not the way they should be going and then the question is is do you have to be someone like JJ J. Abrams to be able to get in to get in there and, and you know swing your power around and make make the movie that you want to make
3: yeah and uh, well, the, the, what, the thing why with J.J. Abrams... The thing with JJ, to to coin a uh, or to borrow a George Costanza saying, is he had hand. Do you know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. knocked it back. Yeah. And then uh, you know they had to go back to him, and that's it was like he had he had maximum hand. He got to call the shot. Right. Yeah. Wow. I,
1: I'm I'm wondering. Uh, you, you like that? Mm. Um, I, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to. to to, to see who they bring in, you know? And one of the uh, things that I was wondering immediately is is if the Boba Fett movie is going to happen, are they going to bring in the person who may go on to do that next film to sort of do mm-hmm. like a preliminary kind of uh, run with that person? Because that <laughs> would make sense to to bring in the director of whatever the next Star Wars film, the you know, the next spinoff, and kind of work with that person and uh, get that relationship down a little bit.
3: Yeah. And and get that sweet cameo in there. But um, get that
1: sweet Boba cameo, yeah. How
3: is that viewed? Like, do you know what I mean, they've they've filmed this film with 3 weeks to go and then to sort of come in and take over it's
5: I don't know, it's a
3: it's a little bit of a like a seagull, you know, or you know, just picking at the carcass type job. Right like it's not, yeah, it's, not, I, it's not it's not it's not it's not a prestigious job to get
1: no 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 it isn't and and but it depends like i said how much how much are they going to change how extensive are those reshoots going to be and when i when i hear uh, when i learn what it's going to be do i even want to talk about it <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think um Tony Gilroy's just leaned out his balcony to his contractors and just said, like, double the size of the pool.
1: Double it. Yeah. He's probably, he probably texted Lucasfilm, hey, remember when uh, you guys were giving me like 100000 a week? Let's do that again. <laughs> you guys know my number.
3: Oh, man. it's uh, I'm seeing a lot of these. I don't know. I, like, But when the... The, the stuff with Colin came up this week and there was a lot of, you know, tweets and, and, and podcasts I listened to that were just like, I just trust Kathleen Kennedy, you know, and, and I'm seeing a bit of these tweets now and I'm just like, uh, like, like, I'm a mm-hmm. fan of her, I have huge respect for her, but these spin-off films aren't going that smooth.
1: No, no, overall they, they aren't. And I think, I, I think the problem is probably the fact that it, they hope to make these movies for, for a lot cheaper and they want to make those Star Wars on the uh, cheap a little bit. Is what kind of the vibe that I get and um, so I kind of think that it, you're always sort of asking for a bit of a miracle in doing that and, and this movie was always sort of like the, uh, the uh, step kid of the whole thing. I mean, episode 8 was going to come out and then like five months later this movie was, was going to come out it wasn't going to get the full, you know, all of the love that, that it needed. Everything that I, I have been hearing, even, even before now, was that it, we weren't going to get anything at D23 for it. And, and it was going to be, you know, episode eight was, was going to be the D23 uh, experience. So, so the movie wasn't even going to really get that, that solid of promotion. It was going to kind of like sneak up on, on everyone. And we weren't supposed to see anything from the movie until the fall. You know, so I, I'm, yeah. I'm a bit like, uh, so I, I'm in a way, I'm kind of wondering if, if, in the big picture, this could be for the better. But on the other hand, I am kind of like, the, the thing I liked about this movie the most was that it was those two guys making it. Yeah, that was where I was, thought they were they were going to nail the uh, the a comedy and the a charm, which is you know, for a Han and Lando centric movie, you would think would be key. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, Jason, um, I've actually got to go pretty soon. So I will let you get back to your dinner and uh, then we'll quickly take some calls with people's uh, tight reactions. That's a hint. Keep it as tight as those uh, MDA documents. Now, um, thanks so much, man. I will uh, talk to you before the end of the week.
4: Bye. Bye.
3: All righty, so as I hinted at, uh, we've got a bunch of people on hold, and uh, I actually have to get to an event in about half an hour, so we're going to keep it uh, nice and quick. Let's go to King Tom. Uh, What are you thinking, buddy?
5: Hey, Steele and Emily. First, I want to say thank you both for doing this, um, especially on such short notice, and um, I think you guys kind of mentioned a lot of my questions, but the thing is right now, I know I know everything is up in the air, but I trust Kathleen Kennedy um, because she's done everything right. She knows, you know, she's been a movie producer for 20, 30 years, um, and for me she's done right with this franchise, and yeah, you, ha- you had the two guys who were overseeing this one project um, gone, but you also have Lawrence Kasdan who was one one of the two people writing it, him and his son. And if they're beh- if they're behind the project, I still think it will be decent. Um, I still think it will have the voice of Star Wars. And not that I know directors or anything, but because he's been involved up till this point, I wouldn't be surprised, because um, I know he has experience in the past, but if they brought Kasdan on to fill in as the director.
3: Oh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm not sure if that's in his wheelhouse at all, though. So.
5: Yeah. Well, I think I think he's directed in the past. Maybe not maybe not this type of movie.
3: Interesting, interesting. Um, hmm.
4: I mean, Castan Castan script definitely still gives me some hope. And in some right. ways, I'm honestly I'm less worried about what this means for Han Solo and more worried about what it means for future spin-off films. Because I yeah. saw I saw those directors as being a sign that these spin off movies were really going to be allowed to be their own thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And again, like maybe the maybe the movie was terrible, but mm-hmm. I do I do think it, it makes me think that maybe these are actually going to be a lot more samey than I wanted them to be.
5: Yeah. All right, like she,
4: Tom,
3: I'm going to have to call it quick because I, I, I do have to go and we've we'll just got to these fine. people online. So um, we've got one vote uh, in favor of In Kathleen We Trust. Thank you, King Tom. We are doing another call in show on Friday, and I'm sure this will be a hot topic. So uh, call in then, buddy. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks. Cheers. All right, let's go to Alex. Are we in Kathleen We Trust? Where are you sitting on this contentious issue? <laughs>
2: I am in Kathleen. We trust for sure. I'm in that camp. Okay. How are you feeling? Now here's. Well, I'm shocked, like everybody else. But here's what I'm. I'm wondering. Like we keep speculating that it was the directors who walked away, but are we sure that was the case? And it's not the other way around.
3: Well, it's. It's definitely. <laughs> It's one of the two. It's one of the. The the, the thing we do know is that they didn't agree.
2: Yeah, and so like, and I think Emily kind of hit on the point that I I wanted to uh, to point out. Like, what if this was a little too zany for Star Wars? Like, we I think we all want like the spinoffs to be a little bit different and have you know their own flair and personality, but. At what point does it stop being Star Wars? And so, um, you know, just seeing movies like 21 Jump Street and stuff, like, I'm going to be honest, I never really fully had confidence in those directors anyway. Uh, But that's just my opinion. And I'm sure I'm in in the minority in that. But, um, yeah, so uh, it is troubling, especially, you know, with so much of the film done, just to walk away like that or whatever happened, um, it is troubling. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, if Gareth Edwards had not been okay with Tony Gilroy coming in, we could have seen a very similar situation, uh, like Jason was saying. So, uh, who knows? So, uh, I'm going to just yeah. trust my, my... Kennedy.
3: Like my, you know, as much as I'm Hollywood steel, I, I I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a film director, but it was always my impression that Gareth, I don't know, just didn't have the clout to right. sort of throw his weight around with uh, that film sort of thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah. he was sort and, of he, like, he
3: for him it was like a massive opportunity and it wasn't
2: exactly, you know, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, if Kathy Kennedy told me, hey, what if we do it like this? I'm probably just going to say yes <laughs> because <laughs> I'm directing that Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah, course, sure. Let's do it. Um, you know, oh, I'm not going to get into. Go
3: ahead. You know, like, she, she was delightful, but, you know, in talking to her, intimidating. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. So very short-footed. All right, I'm going to have to keep it quick, Alex, but I do appreciate Hi. your level-headed point of view. <laughs> See ya. All right, keep calling in, man. Thanks so much. All right, let us go to 619. Who are you and where are you calling from? Is that me? Oh,
4: hello. It's for
2: It's Brittany.
3: Hey, Brittany, we don't even have time for a casino update today. And uh, who would have knew the odds on this announcement yesterday? You would have been just wailing in cash uh, for everyone. Brittany is our casino correspondent. But how are you dealing with this Han Solo news?
2: I'm surprised. Like I was stating earlier that I was stressed out trying to make a Tinder bio. And all of a sudden I find out that. Uh, we have no more directors for the Han Solo film, but I trust Kathleen.
4: Well,
3: this, so. this is what's happening. Britney's love life is now in disarray. Her Tinder profile is half finished. She was just writing in for hopes and dreams that she was looking forward to the new Han Solo film. This comes
4: in mid-sentence. She doesn't know what to do. I will never find. Lo- no kidding, but no, but that uh, could be your test. If you could ask, you can ask people on Tinder how they feel about this and judge them accordingly. Ooh.
3: Hell yeah, that's a good idea. I might do that. Very, very nice. Yeah, so very, very shocking. All right, so where do you stand on the Kathleen Kennedy we trust issue?
2: Oh, I 100% trust her. I know that this was released right now at some reason. I feel like that we are going to get a director in the next days or weeks. Like, I feel like they already have someone, but they just haven't announced it yet. That's my theory.
3: Okay, okay. Well, the next days and weeks—that's um, you're really narrowing it down there, Brittany. <laughs> that crystal ball of Today yours can do no weeks. wrong. <laughs>
4: i grew up in the casino that's how i that's how i do it
3: um all right buddy i will uh maybe talk to you on friday if not i will see you at the live show in la on sunday afternoon
4: cool i'm excited see ya bye emily nice
3: all right we have got a skype caller who are and where are you calling from Skype caller, that is you. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. It's Charlie.
4: Hi, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hi,
3: What's going on, Charlie Ashby? We we were there. We were there, Charlie, at Celebration Steel. Europe, at the Future Filmmakers. We... <laughs> they had the biggest grins. They could not be more excited.
6: Honestly, we were there. You could sense the sort of energy coming off them they were so excited they are probably the biggest anchor to that film the reason why I was excited for the film anyway Han Solo nothing to do with it it's those two and now we find out they're, they're going and it is a pretty big deal and like I know we're thinking about the film itself but these guys mentioned that they were moving to England which is a pretty big deal their kids were moving schools so the fact that they're now leaving the film with three weeks to go something big must have gone down or at least there was a big problem there.
2: Hmm.
3: You make um, you make some good points about the kids moving out there. It was a, it was a big thing for those guys, and yeah, it's kind of bittersweet now to look back because I remember just being there and like being so thrilled for them. Like, there's nothing I think Star Wars fans enjoy more is people being very excited about being involved with Star Wars. And um, yeah, man, they never, they were beaming.
6: It's never, it's never good to see fans get involved in that sort of process and then maybe lose a bit of their fandom because of it. And I think that the press release itself, if you look into it, there's a few little... I mean, the fact that it says the May 2018 release makes me feel like they're sticking by it. And I think that they definitely do have a director, someone to replace them. I think... Phil Lord and Chris Miller still love the film. Only a few weeks ago they were still making jokes about um, Han Solo and stuff on Twitter. So I feel like maybe they had something to do with the process themselves. Maybe they didn't want the film just to be left and disregarded and they they wanted to find someone else to uh, leave the project. Apparently they've been talking with DC to the direct the Flash film, so maybe this is something that they were negotiating for a little while now. It, it's a shame, but mm-hmm. I think that this happens with films sometimes, isn't it? Just why do they have to release it at 2am in the morning? I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's always 2am somewhere, buddy.
6: <laughs> I know, but when it affects me, it's a it's a, it's a big deal.
3: Okay, fair enough, man. Hey, uh, Charlie, we appreciate you calling in and uh, I'll talk to you soon, my man.
6: Yes, I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Bye, everyone.
3: Bye. All right. Ra- Righty, we have got one more caller, and then we'll call it quits. Five eight five. Who are you, and where are you calling from?
5: Hi, Emily. Hi, Steel. It's Colleen.
4: Hi.
3: Hey, Colleen. Uh, what are Hi. you thinking? What are you feeling?
4: I am shook. Yes, I am shook. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that Um, this would never happen if my husband, Ryan Johnson, was directing. That's that's
2: all I have to say about the matter.
3: Wow. Okay. Well, it's always good to hear from uh, Mrs. Johnson. Um, (laughs) Very, very interesting. Um, Where's your trust levels in the Kathleen Kennedy We Trust camp?
2: I, I, love, I love Kathleen. I, I know Ryan trusts her, so I will trust her.
4: I think, I think she can put the team on her back and carry us.
3: All right. Oh, got referring to that thing of, like, I was walking along the beach and there was two sets of footprints, and then when there was a change of directors in the Han Solo film, there was only one set. Kathleen, where were you then? And Kathleen says, I was carrying you, colleague."
2: <laughs> were you in hallmark today Steele? <laughs> <laughs> no
3: but i went to a catholic primary school so uh some of those stories <laughs> really stuck oh jeez i i think all colleen think thanks so much okay. for calling in i'm thank sorry you. i have to keep it so short uh emily thank you uh, I really put out the uh, the LIND signal out across New York to uh, see if you were around to take the call, and you came in. Uh,
4: yeah, that's the and, benefit of having no life.
3: Ah, excellent, excellent. Now, um, Emily, you've got a podcast about Twin Peaks with Charlie, I believe.
4: Yes, um, it is called How's Annie. You can find it on iTunes and various other places. You can also find it on radiofreepodcasting.com, which is uh, Patrick Bonfrisco's podcasting network.
3: Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for everyone in the chat room. Thanks for everyone that called in. Um, If you have just downloaded this, uh, we did it on the fly, and we'd appreciate your retweets and shares right now because this is some... Hot content, red hot content needs to be shared about. Um, Thank you, Emily. Thanks also to uh, Jason from making Star Wars to um, have an exception with his not looking at his phone uh, for the next few hours rule and breaking it for us. Uh, We'll be back with another call-in show at our regular time Friday night if you're in America during the day. Saturday if you are in Australia, I'm sure this will be a hot topic. Uh, Tomorrow on the podcast, we will have our full-length interview with Mike Quinn, the amazing and super fun to talk to man behind Niamh Numb in both Return of the Jedi the Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. That will be up tomorrow. We recorded it yesterday, and how so many things have changed since then. I am still Saunders, and may that Force be with you.
2: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
0: Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Also, for more Star Wars podcasting, check out the Making Star Wars Podcast Network at makingstarwars.net.